Recently, I visited a temperate coastal rainforest. I had to practice that about 10 times, so I remember how to say it. And it was fantastic. And this rainforest offered lots and lots of trails. And so I decided to take one because I was going to go all by myself for a six-mile hike one way to see a glacier. When I started walking, and by the way, it was 70 degrees that day or so, and it wasn't supposed to be. It should have been 50. As I was walking, I started to think to myself, this is pretty dumb. You're walking all by yourself for six miles, and they're going to walk six miles back from a glacier that you want to see. It would have been a cool glacier. So I just said, I got to stop. And I stopped in the middle of, middle of this forest. It was gorgeous. And you couldn't hear a sound. And I thought, where am I going to be where I can't hear a sound? And you know what? There were lots of critters in that forest, including bears. And that's why I said, don't walk six miles by yourself. You might meet Mr. Bear, and he might be really hungry. And that forest would have all kinds of sounds going on if that happened. But here's what I want you to capture with me. The stillness of that forest. Even with all those critters in it, it was so still, so silent, you could hear your heartbeat if you wanted to. Stillness and silence. We're going to come back to those. But firstly, think about it in terms of our friend, the prophet Elijah, in the first reading. He was up on the mountain, and there were earthquakes, fires, winds, crashing rocks, everything was going on there. Loud and bombastic ways that God's good creation can get your attention. But you know where and when he found God. He found God in the silent caress of the gentle breeze that brushed by, by his cheek. He found God in the silence and the stillness. Okay, well, big deal. Elijah's life isn't like ours. Well, true, but Elijah was sent as a prophet to proclaim God's word to everybody, whether they want to hear it or not, or whether it was politically correct or not. And he was sent to Ahab, who was known as a wicked king of Israel, to try to shape him up. Because his wife Jezebel was leading Israel into the worship of pagan gods, the god of Baal, B-A-A-L. And Elijah had just had a contest with the prophets of Baal, hundreds of them versus him, and he won, and he slew all these prophets of Baal. And Jezebel, the queen, found out about it, and they sent the army after him. His life was not quiet, friends. <laughs> he was on the run. And I bet you there was um, a bit of unsettledness that was about him. But where did he find God? In the quiet and in the stillness. Okay, what about your lives? 
busy, yeah. Filled, I bet. You have family concerns, you have job concerns, you have social concerns, you have commitments that you made, lots of stuff going on. Part of committing to come here is really fantastic. But we got all kinds of stuff going on, and maybe somehow we fit God into all of that. And what our scripture readings are saying today, even as Jesus, what did he do? He stilled the waters, the roaring sea. Our scripture readings are saying today, be quiet and be still. Because when we're quiet and when we're still, we can, and I'm metaphorically saying this, we can hear the heartbeat of God. And that heartbeat is nothing other than love. When we're quiet and still, we can be, if you will, caressed by the gentle breeze of God. Impossible, right? Takes me a while to be quiet, I can tell you that. Talk to my mom when I was growing up. But I tell you what, I'm going to give you a couple examples of where I see it now. One is when I come into this church, and the church is quiet. Okay, that's good. But I have 100,000 things that's running, that are running through my mind, usually. And I have a purpose for coming into this church during the day. And that's because I have been running around, or my, I've got a lot of cares or concerns, whatever it might be. And I want to come in here before God. To what? To be quiet and to be still. Now, this doesn't happen all the time. But when I have come in here to be quiet and still, I've felt, that's all I can say, I've felt the presence of God. Maybe not a breeze, but it's like God wrapping me in his arms. It isn't like a big, tight bear hug, but it's like God wrapping me in his arms. Number two, I have noticed, and I've kind of started paying attention to this over the, over the years here, here at St. Joe's. I have noticed that after I have consecrated the host, and I'm elevating the host, that there is a quiet here. Doesn't happen all the time. Yes, yes, I know, I know. But I've noticed a lot that there is a quiet here. Just maybe it's momentary. Okay, fine. But there's almost a quiet hush. And also when I elevate the consecrated one. And if I've noticed it, then something's going on. Because I'm always kind of thinking, what's the next thing I need to do to lead you in prayer? But there's been a quiet in here. And it's not like perfectly quiet, like in, in the forest. There's been a quiet in here. And that's really wonderful. Because you're being quieted in a good sense. You're being stilled. And you're listening. You're watching for God. Well, those are just two examples. If you want to, go out into a forest, one around here someplace, and be away from the cars, and just sit out there for a while. Or you could create a space in your home. Now, I know with kids and everything's running around, I get it, it's, it's, it's busy, it can be loud. But look to see if you can create a space in your home, just a little space for yourself where you can go 
and be quiet for a while and be still before God. Last thing I want to tell you about that. This happened, oh, it's during the pandemic, I think it was, the, the worst part of the pandemic. So I went to the room of a wife who was dying, and her husband was there with her, of course. She was in bed. He was in his chair. And they were an elderly couple, great, and they both could talk and everything like that, so they were capable of speech. But you know what happened? Most of the time, I got to witness this, I got like, wow, kind of feeling in my, in, in my heart. Most of the time, they were quiet with each other. They would gaze upon one another every once in a while. They would say a few words, but most of the time, they were content there, next to each other, as close as they could be, sometimes holding each other's hands and gazing in one another's eyes. If you want to know what quiet and stillness is, I just shared it with you. Because the kind of quiet and stillness that we can encounter with God is just like what the, that married couple did, metaphorically holding God's hand, gazing into his eyes, and you see that he's gazing into your eyes. And you don't need a lot of words at all. Being quiet and still. Comes to us from the scriptures. It's so important for our lives. It really is. We put down the cell phone. We put down the technology and not be distracted by it, at least for a little while, and just be with God. It feeds the heart. It feeds the mind. It feeds the soul.